On this episode of The Playbook, I have Rich Kleiman. He is the co-founder of 35 Ventures and the manager and business partner of KD. That's right, Kevin Durant. And we're going to talk about what it's like actually to be a sports agent, what you can become as a sports agent, and eventually, can you end up owning your own team? Join me for all of this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have an extraordinary entrepreneur in a really fun space. Rich Kleiman's the co-founder of 35 Ventures, manager and business partner to a small fella. I call him the longest player in the NBA, Dick Kevin Durant. Welcome to The Playbook, Rich. What's up, man? Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. You know, I had to have you on because you and I have shared so many similar experiences in life. But moreover, one of the biggest questions entrepreneurs still ask me, and it's surprising, you know, they want to be sports agents. You know, they, they literally have romanticized Jerry Maguire in 18 different ways. And it reminds me, um, I, you may have had a mom like mine, but my mom had a saying, doctor, lawyer, or failure. And so, um, you know, for me, you know, the dream of being a, a sports agent was this huge thing. And what, but I went to pre-med when I went to college and I didn't know what being a doctor was like. I was 18. I didn't know doctors had to be in the hospital. I was going to be a, a sports doctor on the sidelines and training rooms. So when my oldest brother, who's a doctor is like, dude, you hate hospitals. You want to be a doctor. I was like, I'm not going to be in a hospital. I'm going to be on the fields. He goes, David, you got to be more interested than interesting. I swear for the last 30 years, since I've been working with Lee Steinberg and Warren Moon and all the people that we've surrounded, I feel like those kids are just like me. They have no clue what being a sports agent is all about. What has been your experience with trying to educate people on exactly what it's like to be, you know, first a sports agent and then of course a sports executive and now a business partner with a big brand profile in sports. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, it's been of late. I find it hard for me to refer to myself even as a sports agent because from uh, the outside looking in a sports agent's job is to do the contract for the player on the field or on the court, help with some of their brand deals. And as time gone on, it's evolved and people help from a philanthropic side, et cetera. But I really just work with Kevin. And while I am the agent to him, I don't have the roles and responsibilities day to day of maneuvering teams and managing um, each guy's desires. And one's not playing, one is playing. I just have one of the greatest athletes that's ever played who believed in me and gave me the opportunity. And, when I do his NBA contract every few years, the strategy is just how many years or where, where does he ultimately want to play when he's a free agent? I'm not in the weeds as an agent. Um, but I do know that what the role of an agent is from the outside looking in is really as fun to me when I do do that role. It's as fun as it looked as a kid. It really is. So I can't tell any kid that it's, um, I can't tell any kid that it's not as glamorous because I feel like it is. Like I think every agent to a degree and everyone in the sports business, there was something about their childhood that the idea of the success that you could have as an athlete, we all wanted it. We all chased it. It stopped at some period in our life or we never tried it, but that energy, that excitement that sports brings, um, you know, I wanted anything that could duplicate that. So sports agent looked fun. And when I got into 
when I finally, after trying my hand at so many different things, because sports wasn't a direct route for me, I didn't go get a degree. I didn't know anyone at an agency. I just didn't really know anyone in that world. Um, for me, when I finally got the opportunity, I was just cherishing every minute of it. I felt the same way. The one thing that I've learned, I tell kids all the time, there's really only two things that you need to do in order to be a sports agent. One is you got to be able to get a client and two, you got to be able to keep one. Now you've taken it and, you know, fortunately so have I to the next level where not only do you keep a client, but you build a relationship where they want you to do a lot more. And that's where 35 Ventures come in. That's where you're a business partner of Kevin, as well as a manager of him. But moreover, that seems to be the evolution of really great agents is number one, they can get clients. They know how to sell. Two, they know how to keep clients, which means they live to their word. They make things happen. Uh, but the third one is where it really gets good. And I've been blessed to be a business partner, a Hall of Fame quarterback for years and know what it's like to be able to, you know, have doors open that uh, for other people are never opened and then be able to walk through them and take care of it. What do you find to be the biggest challenge of all the opportunities? Because for me, the biggest onset was I spent hunting so many years and then all of a sudden it was like qualifying deals was my big issue. Trusting and vetting was my big issue. And then communicating effectively with my partner was even a bigger issue. Where did you find the biggest challenges with all the opportunities that you have? Um, well, so early on in your question, when you talked about like the evolution of the agent, that challenge for me was, well, first of all, I got an incredible opportunity because what's happened in the last 15 years, and especially in the NBA, is that athletes have fully realized their power and have taken the power into their own hands. And when you see LeBron start to build an empire for himself early in his career, no longer did athletes feel like they had to wait till they retired to think about something else, you know, and wasn't just always the focus. You're obviously focused, but you have all this opportunity and you have the right and the, and the power as much as anyone else to go and take it and build your own. So when that happened and Kevin gave me that kind of, um, that gave me the opportunity, it's exciting because like you said, the doors are wide open. But then the challenge is when you walk in, how you're going to walk in, how you're presenting yourself, what is it you want? And also it was an opportunity for me at that point to decide like, wow, I wanted the same thing, right? Because I'm at Rock Nation. I'm around one of the greatest entrepreneurs in the history of our world, Jay-Z. And I get to work with a handful of athletes and artists. But I chose, that was my moment where I chose, just like Kevin chose me to walk out of it and say, okay, now we're going to build something together. And you know, I could have just relied on the commissions you can get as a sports agent and said, you know what, Kevin, why don't we just, you know, we could be chill, we won't do anything. But Kevin wanted a legacy. He wanted to be regarded. He wanted to build something and give back. And, and I wanted the same thing. My work is my passion. I love it. It's a blizzard. It's a pandemic. And I'm in my office alone with one other person today. So, I, you know, so when Kevin and I started looking at the landscape, when you know you're so excited about something, for me, it was, let me be very efficient and methodical in this. Let me make sure that everything we do, it cannot be about money at first. It has to be authentic to us. And that word is so cliche, but authentic in that I have the same passion for each one of these things that we're going to build, that, right? That I say I have about the business. So then when you start doing that, it takes time. And then once I get into an area, 
like venture capital investing, who am I to just say, I want to be in it? And that's a naive part of some entrepreneurs. I want to just be, and I want to be a VC. I want to be a VC. It doesn't work like that. I have enough respect for these industries. I know I can get things quickly. And I know that once I get it, I know how to maneuver within it. But I start spending time learning as much as I can learn about it, respecting the people that are playing in that field. And once we get all the information, then we put the plan in place. And the challenge really is in the patient. You know, that's been the biggest challenge for me. It's that I don't mind saying no to a deal and then the, and then the company goes 10x. It happens to us a bunch. And I've been so gung-ho on a deal that really sucked. And I, and I, and I knew it the second after I did it. But that doesn't bother me as much as the fact that like the challenge is really, I have to be so patient because I see all the opportunity in front of me and I want all of it. And there's so many different puzzle pieces. I just don't know how to put them all together yet. And that's what the challenge is. And then understanding that KD, KD drives our business and he's got to be KD. And that means focus on basketball and health and his body and his rehab and whatever he needs day to day. So I, I have to wear that hat first because I, I know that my opportunity came from him. So if he's not right in perfect state of mind, then the business won't run. Yeah, it is glamorous and fun and rewarding and purposeful that it is. I think you just gave a great description of also the challenges that you face. And even more importantly, with 35 Ventures, you know, you really focus in on not just business, it's the foundation, the family and business, which puts an extraordinary amount of responsibility on you and accountability to you. I know uh, one of the deals we were, uh, Warren uh, and I tried to buy Sidney Kimmel's uh, minority interest in the heat. I, I, I know you're interested in owning the Knicks someday. So we, we have the same type of dream and, and we went through the whole thing and some guy scammed us. He scammed a bunch of people, but here was the, it was the worst moment of my life because I had gone my whole career working really great deals. And I'm sure you did with rock nation. And then Lee Steinberg got all the credit, right? The, the news articles are about Lee. Now, meanwhile, I did 99% of the work. And then with Warren, you know, I do all the background stuff and they're like, Oh, Warren moon did this great thing with sports web marketing. Well, finally, the one time I, I don't get credit is of course, when everything hits the fan and they're like, Warren moon gets scammed out of 200 grand, you know? And meanwhile, he's looking at me and I'm like totally responsible. It was the worst feeling in the world. How have you been able to reconcile, you know, that responsibility, knowing how exaggerated as a bug like KD is that you are on the hook for his name. If you, end up with 35 ventures or other business ventures, putting him in a bad situation? Well, I don't feel that I don't worry about. I mean, Kevin and I are very like-minded in, in our thinking at times, in, in most cases, and we're very practical. We don't, we're not alarmist. We don't, you know, there's a bad press on him. Contrary to what people think, he really doesn't care as much as he likes to communicate about it. Me personally, I'd look at the losses and the wins as like, not entertainment, but it's really all part of the journey and the fun. So, I mean, I don't know. That's not really, you know, I don't think for me, that's really it. Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, with that too, uh, there's moments of time that you also are super proud uh, and also emotionally attached. I know, for example, for me, the MVP speech really brought a new light to Kevin Durant and who he was to, to me. I thought that was a very significant moment for him, uh, for the brand. What did it mean to, for, for you? 
Well, I, I'd only been working with him for a few years when I was there. And that was fan, like, that was one of those first moments for me where I couldn't believe that I was sitting there and that I had any relevance to the person there that was playing, you know, a sport that I love more than anything in the world. And I just felt important. It was a really cool feeling. And then I was so proud of him because he deserved it. He was so genuine in, in, um, in, in being so humble about it. And I believe I really, he really is that way, but he also was prideful and I could see how amazing that moment was. And it also at that moment made me realize like, okay, hold up. I just got an opportunity of a lifetime. I'm working at rock nation. I'm able to move over to sports and now I'm Kevin Durant's agent. Like what the hell? I didn't finish college. I didn't have any, I, I couldn't, I'm Kevin Durant's agent. And I'm sitting there like, I need to work my ass off. And I'm looking at my like sport jacket. I'm like, yo, this jacket is disgusting. Oh my God. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get my, this, I have an opportunity. Like I have to get my ass in shape. Like every bit of me started feeling like the work ethic that this guy puts in that the, as soon as that speech was over, he was in the gym. You know, it's like the, the work ethic he had, I was like, no, I, I have to be so better. This opportunity is so cool. And then it's funny because they clearly play the speech forever. Um, I think Kevin at one point in his life, it, it was a lot to keep hearing about and now has really come to appreciate it. You know, you think about the fact that when you say the real MVP, like he created that catchphrase, it's cool. Yeah. Those are cool, right? It's just what, for whatever, whatever it's worth, it's, it's a cool thing to have, to know. But when I look at the videotape, I get to see now myself like 15 pounds heavier for the rest of my life sitting behind uh, Kevin's mom. And I'm next to Leon Rose, president of the Knicks, um, in that sport jacket that pissed me off that day that I wore it. So it was an amazing day. I love, I love your humility. I love the fact that you illuminate things. I love you subscribe to rule number six, which is don't take yourself so seriously, uh, which comes across, by the way, in kind of the next uh, experience that both of us have had is we've always been behind the biggest names in sports, uh, you know, and it's a, it, it's a blessing. It has its challenges, but we've never, you know, I've always been Lee Steinberg's guy or Warren Moon's partner. I'm sure you've been referred to as Kevin Durant's partner and people don't remember your name, kind of get pushed aside sometimes. But now you have an extraordinary show, right? The boardroom itself puts you out in front. You yourself are a brand. You are inspiring people, educating people, entertaining people as, as well. You are, I think, a great entertainer. Um, you know, what was that transition like to go from being in supporting cast into the starring role? So I remember what I was going to say earlier when my brain froze, which happens a lot, when you talk <laughs> about, which is about credit. And what I was going to say was, I realized something that I was scared to own earlier in my life is that there's like certain types of people. There's some people that really go about their work and don't care. And I have a lot of respect for that, but this is not me. Like they just don't care if anyone gives them credit, they want to make money, they want to do hard work, they want their peers to respect them. And that really should be enough for me, but that's not how I am. I do want to be regarded for my work. I do want people to know that I am for the shit that I do because that's why I'm around this business. That's why I chose it. Like you said, that's what I was driven to. However, I am aware, I'm so self-aware, too, too over self-aware over self to the point I'm asking my friends 
it sometimes like if I should do certain things, it seems so obvious. Kevin Durant, I asked five years ago, I said, do you really want me to get more out there? Cause like, I want to push our business and I feel like it could be helpful because you don't want to do all this stuff. He said, I want you to be out there. I said, are you sure? Because a lot of people don't like having other people do this and take credit. And that's the other type of person. People that say to you, don't worry about the credit, man. It shouldn't be about the credit. It's always the person that has the higher title than you. Always. So it's like, it's, and usually they're, they're threatened. That's why they say it. Because if people don't care, then they don't say shit. I care. I don't want credit for things I didn't do, but I want to be regarded. But I don't want to overshadow the reality, which is without KD, I'm not here. So because of that, and the fact that he gave me the opportunity, I'm saying to Kevin along the way, Yo, I'm about to do this podcast. You sure? Because I'm going to interview people every week. Fuck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call all of our people. Go, do it, bro, do it. So as long as he's comfortable with it and I put the work in and it's something that I'm building that's part of our business, then I'll do it. I'm not just going to, I wouldn't go do a, a show, you know, just to do a show. I'm, I don't want to just be a personality, but I'm trying to build a business. And I think at times, me speaking in certain platform is beneficial. I mean, that's when I do it. Yeah, you do a great job at it, by the way. And I'm glad you are building your own brand. You deserve it and deserve the credit. Last thing real quick that we share is, you know, my dreams to at least be a minority owner. Now I got a little bit of easier of a road to owning a team than you. And for example, my other friend, Gary V, you know, he wants to buy the Jets. You want to buy the Knicks. I want to buy the Chargers. So that's a, that's an easier purchase. Uh, and I've, developed a plan that I'm actually following. I've always joked around with Gary. I'm like, how are you going to get that team away from the Johnson family? Do you have a plan? Do you actually have a plan of how you're going to buy the Knicks someday? No, because then I would have to have a plan how I was going to get $5 billion, which I, I have. I don't have that plan. So, Come join me for the chargers. We can get it for 2 billion, man. Uh, I, I, I think my plan is I'll just keep saying it. Yes. Yeah, so, well, that's the first step in everything, as you know, and you've been able to manifest so many great things in your life because you've been kind to your future self. I know your reputation. I've watched your career and I know what people say behind your back is probably nicer things than they even say to your to your face because you're such a funny guy and, and they like to talk crap to you. But I will tell you, you have been kind to your future self by the way you treat people. And uh, I respect that tremendously, especially in our business. That's why I wanted to have you on here as well to give us your playbook to success, how to manifest your dream job, which you've created for yourself. One and number one, congratulate you to congratulate you. And two, thank you for coming on the playbook. 